Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ron from the Boxing One Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Just Pramit and I today, Ozma is off, but on today's episode, we introduce a new segment, which is our buy or sell. We also cover the Raptors' 5-8 and eight start to the season and the Blue Jays' offseason. As always, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boxing One Pod, and make sure you subscribe to our channel on YouTube and hit the little bell for any notifications as we put out new content. Hope you enjoy today's episode, and here we go. So uh, today, just me and Pramit, Azam had to uh, had to take care of his crying son, uh, make sure he goes to sleep. Um, he's he's got no choice there. He's he's, he's got to do it. So it's just the two of us. Pramit, how you doing? I'm good. I got my championship ring on, and we have Raptors championship ring, and I'm ready to go. I see you got the Dolphins mug. Heartbreaking season, man. They not making the playoffs. At, at, just I, I thought they were a shoe in this year. It looked like they were, and then you know, last game of the season got trounced by the Bills. Uh, but you know, still supporting. Yeah, I understand. It's actually seeing the Bills in the um, conference finals this year. It's quite. It, I mean, great for the city of Buffalo. They haven't had a, anything in almost twenty years. But I can appreciate as a Dolphins fan, this just eating away at you. I, I hate it. I hate Bills. I, man, I'm, I'll probably take some heat for this, but I don't. I, I'll say I don't like Bills Nation. I hate the the Bills Mafia, the the table stuff. It just it, it gets to me. But I mean, I'm sure a Bills fan would say the same thing about the Dolphins if they made it to the to to the AFC Championship game or to the Super Bowl. So I mean, no actual hate here. Um, you know, some just just fun, you know, sports stuff. So don't take it personally, anybody. So we're going to try something a little bit different today, Prime. We talked about this before we went on air, but we're going to try a little bit of a, a buy and sell segment. So just for anybody listening or watching, uh, essentially, I'm, I'm going to give you an idea and uh, you're going to either buy or sell stock in that idea. And we'll, we'll both take, you know, 15, 20 seconds each, kind of like a rapid fire type of thing. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know, it's just something fun, a little bit different from what we normally do. I love these kinds of segments. Let's do it. All right. So... The first one, um, are you buying or selling the Raptors as a second-round playoff team? Buying if they can get a big man. They're starting to play better. The East is open this season. Last night's game was very impressive. If they can grab a proper center and have the right first-round matchup, they can get to the second round. That That was their seeding that I had them at coming into the year. A bit of a transition year, but good enough to get to the second round again. And while they've got off to that bad start, it's too early to call it a season. So I'll buy. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying too. If you had asked me a week ago when we were initially thinking about recording, I would have I would have sold the hell out of this because you know I, I was not that I was giving up on the team, but things weren't looking great, and it, it just I I, I would have seen them getting getting ousted in the in the first round but you know things are starting to come together a little bit um you know you're getting some contributions from different areas now uh the big man is definitely the big thing and we'll talk about that a little bit later in one of our segments but yeah i'm, I'm definitely buying this all right so the next one uh buy or sell chris boucher as a most improved player candidate by the end of the season buy yes i don't think he'll win it i think christian wood and houston is the favorite right now but i will buy him as a candidate 
Yeah, I, I think he's he's a legitimate candidate. I, I don't think any of what we're seeing right now is is smoke and mirrors. I think this is uh, this is what he's going to be. I mean, like if you if you look at how he's getting his points, it's it's hustle points. You know, he's he's hitting the he's hitting the three here and there. I'm buying. I'm definitely buying this. Now, are you buying or selling the Nets being in the NBA Finals? Yes, because I think. Th- Playoff to one. James Harden's going to get into shape. Everybody's mocking him because he's overweight right now. These guys are super athletes. They can he can lose that weight in two three weeks if he puts his mind to it. And just look at the talent wise. Like, I mean, they could decide, hey, we're not going to deal with Kyrie's side antics anymore. We could trade him for depth, or if he stays and they plays, I I just think they can talent guys to do. There's too much talent on that team. You can argue the. You can make an argument they have three of the top six players in the conference on that team. You can argue, make that argument. So, yeah, I'm, I buy it. Yeah. I'm selling this. And it's only because of the Kyrie sideshow. I know he's coming back now, but I just don't I don't see how. And I a lot of people have said this, that they, there isn't enough ball to go around. I'm still not convinced. I said that before the season when there were rumors about Harden going there to begin with. Uh, it'll be interesting to see but i mean just seeing harden and durant together right now it's interesting but i think you throw Kyrie into the mix i think it complicates things a lot yeah, but you can argue that they'll be better if they could be better with just harden and durant yeah i think so or durant i mean for people who said there's not enough ball to go around durant went to golden state and it worked he doesn't need to be as ball dominant as the other two but to me it comes down to the other guys so and you know they Kyrie not being super focused on basketball right now, he may not want to have the ball all the time. Hey James, you be the point guard, you run it. I'll just stand in the corner and take open shots. So I'm buying right now. Just the talent is just ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's a fair point about the Golden State situation, but I think that was a little bit different because I think you know Steph could be a little bit more of a distributor. Clay, I think. Yeah, you know. both are. Clay doesn't need to dribble all the time to get a shot. Yeah, whereas you, you have three guys who are who are ball dominant on that on that Nets team. But hey, I, I'm I'm selling, but I'm I'm definitely interested to see what what happens. Selling who's your who's your team? Uh, I th- I think still um, like nobody's running away with it, but I, I think still the Bucks or the or the Celtics. But on, only by default, and it's it's just because I haven't seen what the three of those guys can do together. And another reason I really, although I hate them, I like what they're doing. I I wouldn't count out the 76ers. I mean, yeah. they say that they're everybody. The media's darling the last few years. It's all been 76 or 76, and they've always found a way to blow it in the playoffs. But I I think that they're better coached than they were last year. Uh, they don't have that hardened distraction anymore. Like, are they going to trade Simmons? Yeah, they added some good complementary pieces to because neither Embiid and Simmons are shooters, but they've added guys that Simmons can get can allow Simmons and Embiid to go to work. Simmons can be the distributor, Embiid can play the post. Simmons can still get his shots, make his drives if he needs to, and they got guys like Seth Curry, Danny Green, who we laugh at, but he's still a three point threat. He can still hit shots, so they have a little bit better roster to complement the big two guys 
So yeah, I, and, and I just want to mention Shake Milton just because I love saying his name, but he's he's balling out too. Like surprisingly, I didn't I didn't expect he'd be playing this well. But I mean, yeah, um, I, I like the Sixers. And I, I probably I'm not going to say I like their chances more than the Nets, but I mean the fact that there are a few teams, I, I still think that the Nets need to show me a little bit a little bit of something before I'm buying this. And I'm not counting. Miami's off to a slow start as well. I wouldn't count them out either. Yeah, for sure. This is just uh, a weird season, and I think it's hard to – we can't pass judgment on any team until at least another month. Yeah, and I think we'll talk about this later on with the Raptors, but, I mean, that's a that's a very valid point. The fact that the offseason was was very, very weird and very short for, for the Heat. I, I know the Lakers had, um, you know, just a short offseason, but, I mean, you can't discount the fact that, you know, you still – you got to do some work in the in the preseason – I mean, sure, they, they have pretty much the same core that they had. Actually, the same team pretty much that they had last year. But, I mean, you, there's still there's still something to the preseason. You still need it. And it's hard to just go in and, and hit the ground running when, you know, you haven't had what you're normally used to in terms of a preseason. I mean, I'm, a lot of teams are, who are off the slow starts have used that argument. And I'm, there is validity to it. On the flip side, every team was sort of in that situation as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that said, I think that, now I can just say that with the Raptors, they obviously had some turnovers, especially at the big man position. And yeah, we'll talk about that later. And the disastrous, the double A's, Alex and Aaron, uh, being completely dis- disastrous at all levels. But given the the schemes that Nurse loves to run, it takes a lot of time to get used. To get into that like yeah. Sam Johnson talked about it yesterday like I've been here a year and a half I'm now just starting to get it yeah and yeah. shortened season roster turnover figuring stuff out I think they're they started playing better out early in the West Coast trip although they didn't win until Charlotte but so I think they're starting to figure things out I, I'm not going to call them a title contender right now but I don't yeah. think it's going to be a tank city tank job what we thought a week and a half ago yeah, and, and we'll get into that a little bit later as well since, I mean, we, we, we love to talk Raptors, so we'll, we'll cover that. Um, two more to go here. So are you buying or selling the Jays as a playoff team in uh, 2021? Well, we don't know how many teams are going to get in the playoffs in 2021. That name, there's still some uncertainty about if, if the expanded playoffs will happen in 2021, if there will be another shortened regular season. There's, there still is, and that, and you know, MLB, they, they wait to the last minute for everything. So the offseason isn't done. So there's still a lot of things to work through within it. If it's your standard playoff team, your standard team, like, um, you know, you have your division winners and the two wild cards, I will sell. I look at the division they're in. I still have, I think, Tampa and New York on paper are better than them. That doesn't mean it'll be a bad season. I think that they can take another step forward as they did last year or a further step forward. But I would sell because at this point they haven't done enough to improve them. Now, if it's yeah. expanded, yeah, they can. If it's an, But the standard playoffs uh, format, I'd say no. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat. If, if it's a, a regular playoffs you know not expanded i'm i'm buying this uh sorry i'm selling this because i i don't i don't see it happening expanded playoffs 
I, I can see it happening. Um, it, I, it's not impossible. Um, it's like, I wouldn't buy a, a lot in that though. Like I'm, I'm buying a little bit of stock, but I'm, I'm not putting my life savings into it. Okay. Okay. All right. And the last one, uh, are you buying or selling Vlad Guerrero Jr. having a breakout season in 2021? I'll buy. I still don't know about the third base thing. I still think first base DH is where he'll end up. And you know what? We've had some very good guys like that. David Ortiz, for example. So I don't think it's an all, I don't where ultimately will you get the most value out of a, a player who doesn't play a defensive position? No, but I'll buy. I We see the pictures on Instagram, the workouts, the weight loss dropped to what? 30 to 40 and you as of the most recent update i mean i don't know the numbers here but yeah i um i'll buy break and i'll break out just all-star level would you say that's the definition of all-star level hitter definition of a breakout yeah yeah i, I would say i would say that yeah i'll buy i've been buying a lot tonight but i'll buy <laughs> we should come i'm going to revisit these at some point to see how, how we end up with these but I'm, I'm buying this too just based on the pictures i'm, I'm liking what i'm seeing um i, th- I think this is the year where I'm, I'm gonna expect him to to take that next step um and yeah I'm, I'm buying the hell out of this so let's let's move on to uh our actual our actual topic so uh the raptors are off to a, a five and eight start um it, it looked pretty grim uh, to start the season. A lot of frustration. Um, I mean, the turnover, I, I didn't think, and let me, let, let, I'll ask you if you thought the same thing, but um, I didn't think that losing Gasol and Ibaka was going to have as much of an impact as it did uh, coming into the season. But once I saw them play and once I saw, you know, the rotations just looked off defensively to start the season. Um you know, Aaron Baines's coverage on, on pick and rolls. Like there were just a, a lot of things where, you know, I thought Baines would be a lot better. Uh, I thought Alex Len would be able to give us a lot more. And, and just the bench coming out of the gate was, was just not hitting anything. And they looked like a completely different team. Um, it, it's, it's been better late and I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more optimistic, but I mean, were, were you as, uh, as amazed how much of a difference losing Gasol and Ibaka made? Yes. And I said this on a previous episode. I, they had a very good year after losing Kawhi Leonard. So there was still enough of last year's team left. And you have your core three, Siakam, Van Vliet, and OG, who, I mean, Van, Siakam and Fred are a little older, but they're still young enough that they're that they are growing and, Last year was sort of Van Vliet and Siakam's first year as like starters and go-to guys. Siakam had the terrible bubble. Like just going through those things and coming back from those experiences, I thought would make them better players. OG as well. I didn't. It's I didn't think Baines and Len would be as atrociously bad. I thought yes, there's going to be a downgrade, but to me, I had them as like a five-six seed. Yeah, I thought okay, it'll be a little, bit of a transition year because obviously the you now even though Giannis is not going to be a free agent, you could tell that Masai and Bobby had 
prioritized next year more than this year. And they're not, they're playing in Tampa. They're not even playing at home. You don't know what the facilities are like. You don't, it's just a lot that is uncertain, even though this is, this is a team that prides itself on mental toughness and tough mindedness and professionalism. So yeah, I didn't see that terrible start coming. Now, the only game they just weren't in was the Boston game. Yeah. The game they had a lead in the sec. I believe they had a lead in all of those games in the second half at some point. So, I mean, the it's obvious they're too small. Like not having a big man is forcing OG and Siakam and Boucher to play the five against when they can do that versus smaller lineups. But if you're going up against your traditional center, it just makes it hard to collect rebounds. It makes it hard to protect the rim. It makes it hard to contain guys coming in because they're, they're not afraid of a brick wall hitting them. Uh, and you're also taking them off the road, maybe in times like taking them off defending on the perimeter as well. Like there's just a lot of uh, impact uh, in a lot of other positions. Because now maybe instead of having a lengthy guy like Siakam on the perimeter, you have a smaller guard like Fred covering. Like it just there's a there's a lot of impact there. So the lack of the bigs, and then you see Nurse just say, you know, forget we're not playing these two scrubs anymore. We're gonna go small and just. If we win, we're going to win by jacking up threes and uh, playing smaller. And that's how we have to win. Uh, last night's game was good because they looked like last year's Raptors. You saw the box in one. Shout out. Uh, you saw the schemes. You saw the full court presses, the traps. Stanley Johnson is starting to sort of come into that Rondé role of last year. The energy defender, physical energy defensive guy off the bench. And he's by, and he says, and he, and he said this on a podcast in the off season where he was at, he was asked about a season in Toronto. He says like, look, I had a bad year. I got hurt early. I didn't crack the rotation. I played garbage minutes. I didn't have a good year, but I learned more than any other year of my, in the NBA being on the Raptors because of like how they go about things, the defensive schemes they run. He called Nick Nurse a savant, which I think we all believe he is. So um, now, and he said yesterday, he's starting to really grasp and get comfortable being, because uh, the way the Raptors just like change schemes on the fly and like crazy stuff where just positioning is just absolutely key to pull these things off. So um, that's been a nice little revelation. So there's things are starting to come around. I do think they need, if they want to have a, if they're really serious about making this a better year and maybe giving them a chance to get to the second round or maybe even a conference final, if they, if the team wants to try for that this year, they do have to acquire a big a, a center that can play extended minutes, a body, somebody that can get those rebounds. Because again, a lot of those one point losses or those close losses that they've had, an extra rebound here, a rebound there. But it made the difference between five and eight and eight and five. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at those two early West Coast games. Was it the the Golden State game and the Sacramento game where Siakam had had the the shots at the end? Portland, that, Portland they won. Oh, Portland, yeah, that, that's what it was. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So, and and he's been Siakam's been getting a lot of hate. I I don't know if it's just that you know people on social media just just love to hate on him because 
just because, or if, if they just look at the contract and say, this guy should be our number one guy, he's not a number one guy and he, he doesn't deserve that money. But I mean, both of those looks were good. They were in and out and like people were hating on I remember point, Yeah, I had no problem with those. He didn't turn the ball. Like when he, when Siakam is bad, he looks hesitant. He makes a bad decision. He'll make a bad pass. He'll have right. the ball stripped from him. Or it'll just look, these were good quality looks. He was strong on the ball, got to his spot, put it up, didn't go in. I can live with that. Yeah, and, and that, you, you, were, you were seeing that from Siakam early on, right? Like that, that was his big issue that, you know, in, in the Boston game, there was once where he had Peyton Pritchard on his back in, in the paint and he, he looked like he wasn't sure what to do. And, and you look at yeah. him now, he's a lot more decisive in what he's what he wants to do. He does, he's, you, like, you can almost see the thought process yeah. when, like, early on in the season where he's thinking, do I pass? Do I, do I shoot? What, like, he, it, it was so slow and it slowed everything down because, you know, defensive rotations have time to recover and you, you don't get to take advantage of the mismatch as much when, when you're, when you're going through that thought process, but he's, he's looked a lot better. Um, I, I saw somebody on, on Instagram posted his, his shot chart from the first like yeah. six games compared to like the last, you know, the last few. And the fact that he's taking, I, I've always, I've said this, I said this late last year. I don't like Siakam taking those above the break threes. I, the, the problem with the way they use him is he always ends up there, but he doesn't have to take them. And I felt that early on in the season, he was settling for those shots a lot. And, like, he didn't need to. And what he's been doing lately is he's been going back to using the quickness, getting out in transition, and you've seen a lot more success. I, I think he was putting pressure on himself to be too much of the man in one-on-one situations rather than, you know, sometimes you just got to swing the ball. Yeah. And you saw he had a, he had a triple double in um, I think it was a, one of the West Coast games, Portland. It might have been the Portland game, yeah. And then the Sacramento game, he was close. He was like something like one assist short of getting it. I wish Nurse yeah. had him in another minute or so to get it, but that might be his. I don't want to write him off as saying he can't ever shoot. I mean, the fact even from what he was two and a half years ago, his shooting from two and a half years ago to now is like come a long way like two and a half years ago like at least he tried like before he wouldn't even yeah tempt it so i he settles too much i i I would i agree with you get to the rim more use your speed more use your moves your hands your feet in the post that's where his game is and uh that's that's how what he should be but have used the three to supplement his offense not be the Right. Maybe he's not going to be a 25, 26 point a game guy, but 20 points, but also averaging a high number of rebounds. And I think his assist numbers are are better, that are up this year. So he is, and all assists again are all, also a byproduct of somebody else hitting the shot. So, but I, I've just noticed with the eye test, his passing is a lot better. So he may be like a 21. Nine and seven or nine and six type guy who plays very good defense, which is still by NBA standards a max player. He just won't be that elite twenty-five point a game guy. Now, I don't want to put a ceiling on him again. I don't want to write him off as anything. I mean, he's always come back better, so we have to let the season play out. But but people seem to have a misunderstanding of what a max player is. Everybody, like there are a lot of people, not not everybody, there are a lot of people who seem to think that if you're a max player, you you automatically have to be in that same category as as a LeBron 
or uh, you know a, a Durant, uh, you know a Giannis, it, and it's it's just not the case. That's that's not how the league works. Um, there are a lot of guys on max contracts who you know aren't on that level, which is just the nature of of the business. But I mean, that doesn't mean that they can't be effective players. Siakam can absolutely be an effective player. He just has to be paired with 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 the right people and be put in in the in a in a good situation. These Siakam isn't overpaid. LeBron is underpaid. Absolutely, that's yeah. the max. So, and that's how the max and max play. Like he was going to get. You know the Raptors aren't stupid. They didn't just say, "Hey, here you go." Like he was going to get it from someone. Yeah, absolutely. He was a one most improved player. Played a big role in a championship team. Made the All Star team last year. Was playing. Damn well before the uh, season was suspended. So he was terrible in the bubble. He was terrible in the bubble. And I think Siakam has this when he's when Siakam has a bad game, it's atrociously bad. It's not a quietly bad game. It's a bad game. It's not just like he's not scoring, but it's like not he's not scoring. He looks indecisive. He makes bad passes. He turns the ball over. He does he, he does his little that spin move looks terrible? So it's not like you could have a bad game when you're simply missing. It's like he misses and looks bad when missing. Yeah, that's so, that's the problem. The really frustrating part for me, and I, I don't want to I don't want to go on too much about Pascal, but it's it's that you know that that spin move is fine, and it's just once once somebody is expecting it, you need a counter to that. So once they stop it, you got to come back, spin the other way, a, a baby hook, something else. And he hasn't developed that. And maybe it's just the fact of like, you know, he hasn't had a lot of time to do it. Maybe just the fact that a short and off season, something he's, he's got to, he's got to work on that. And I think that would add a lot more to his game. If he can come back to something else once that stopped. Yeah. I think that there, he, there is a, I don't know how this off season went, what he was able to do. With yeah, Hines out now. LA, what you could or how the, I mean, with the pandemic and the shortened off season, I, out of this, I don't think this was your typical off season to just go into lockdown and come back with something new. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, he does definitely need to take it there. I do believe he can get to another level. I don't. It's. I don't think he's maxed out. That doesn't mean he will get to that level. But, but he can. It's I, it's there. There's something there. I think it's in him. Uh, yep. But I mean, the, the most important thing, and we, we talked, we touched on it earlier, is is that addressing that center position. And, and today they uh, they waived Alex Len, so we're down to Aaron Baines, and I guess if you want to call Chris Boucher a center, although I mean, like he he's very very much the type of guy that you can only play. Uh, you only really want to start in certain certain matchups sometimes because if you you put them up against an Embiid type, like that's that's a tough. I mean, it's a tough matchup for yeah. Joel, but I mean, the name out there is. I mean, obviously the rumor is Drummond with Cleveland getting Jared Allen. I want no part of Drummond. I don't know if you agree, but I want no part of Drummond. How so? Why or why? <sighs> Offensively, I I don't like what he brings. Um, defensively, like yeah, sure. Great, give me, grab me fifteen rebounds. Um, I, I just think he's a black hole. I, I've seen, I've seen too many, too many videos. And there was one that I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've seen, but it was not too long ago where it was just 
he's just standing there in the lane with the ball pivoting and he doesn't do anything. And I, I feel like he just wouldn't bring a lot to the offense and he might stagnate and clog up the lane, to be honest with you, for, for some of our guys. I think using him the right way, just tell him you dunk, you take lobs and you dunk, you get every rebound imaginable and the presence of his body will make it, it has to be it, it all depends on how he's deployed and if he buys into how the team wants to use him that, that's how i get the re, like i said the rebounds if they got a guy that could fit in and just they were literally just a few rebounds away from being a buff up they have a their point differential is positive yeah good like for a team that's five and eight they're average they're outscoring their opponents overall they have almost the same points differential as Boston, who's first in the conference right now. So Boston's 1.3, uh, Raptors are 1.1. Obviously, small sample size. You might have an extreme, like Boston got blown out this weekend, so that impacted them. But but them, them blowing us out. Did they blow us out? I, mean, I do. I, I agree with you that it could, using the wrong way, could slow, using them the wrong way could impact the offense. Uh, might remove the free-flowing nature of their offense. He has to also catch on to the defensive schemes very, very, very quickly. I don't know his IQ. So whoever they get, Drummond or anybody, has to be able to catch on fat. Like Gasol is a, when they got him, he's an IQ guy. Yeah. Yeah. He caught on like bam. Because they run some complex shit up up here. So Nick Nurse loves that with the D. So but the body and the rebounding are just so are, glaring needs i mean he's the name just simply because of his contract and he might be available but but are you trading for him then or are you waiting to to sign him in the offseason no no, no I, I wouldn't sign him in the offseason i would get him this year because the problem I'm seeing is is what are you giving up for him yeah that's the next question we'll yeah. have to work through that i mean because that's 28 mil right mm-hmm. so money wise like it'd have to line up yeah, unless Cleveland were to do the whole waving him at the deadline, and then you pick him off on the buyout market, that kind of deal. Although he'd have a lot of suitors, but this is a team that I mean, I think he would be attracted to playing for Toronto only because of the fact that the need at center is so just like glaring that he knows he would get big minutes. So. And, and it would definitely be a, a, an attractive move for him just to build up the potential contract that he can get. Because I, I think a lot of people, like, if you, I'm sure if you had asked teams a couple of years ago, they would have they would have given him max. But I think people have shied away from wanting to give him oh, max. His game hasn't evolved enough. I mean, there's still issues playing him late in games because of his right. terrible free throw shooting. Right. Uh, He's not di- – I mean, he's not a dynamic uh, – he'll get his points on just lobs and dunks and overpowering guys, which, hey, utilize – that isn't the worst thing in the world. So it's not like – but he's not the guy that's going to be the savior or, uh, like, he's, like, our starting center. He's going to, like um, – he's going to, like, move the needle and push us into an elite team. No. he His skill set fills a need that the Raptors have, and if it can fit – if there's a fit there, and I'm sure Masai and Bobby have looked at every single big man available. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing that I, and I haven't seen enough of him, and this is just a, a byproduct of him playing for Detroit and then Cleveland, is 
I don't know how he covers pick and rolls because that that's that's one of the things that's been getting I mentioned earlier. That's one of the things that's been getting us into trouble, especially early on in the season. Teams are running their you know uh, you know early offense. Um, once once the, our big man gets too high up the floor to try to hedge, like we're we're just getting beat. I think it was uh, the 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 Sacramento game. De'Aaron Fox like early on was just destroying us because it, there was way too much speed for anybody, even even for our guards. Like Fred was was just getting blown by Malachi Flynn a few times where he came up and like he wasn't even close. At, like so I, I just I just worry about the coverage and maybe I just got to go back and watch some more. Some more drug tape. We have to watch some b-ball breakdown. Uh, yeah, yeah. pick and roll. See how he does. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you also have to have a good coach who can make sure that the player doesn't get caught in those situations. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. scheme wise, there are ways to get around that. But I mean, it, it would be an interesting fit. I just, I, I just don't love it because of what we would potentially have to give up. But I mean. Let's see. I I trust. I know there are people who have definitely lost trust in Messiah and Bobby Webster because of this past off season. They got the track record. I I, I put all my faith in them. I'm sure they can make something happen. Where you know if it's not Drummond, I'm, I'm sure they can find a, a small deal that improves us at the center position. But I I don't know that I am entirely comfortable with Bain, running with Baines and uh, and and Boucher as as our our centers for an extended period of time, maybe in the short term, but not for an extended period of time. I want to know, Baines can't even dunk anymore. There are games where he's just under the rim and he's trying to tap the ball and like, jump, grab it and just throw it down, man. Like what's he just trying to like bank it off the backboard. Just jump, dude. What are you doing? (laughs) It's it's, it's like he's playing in like the thirties or forties where like he can't dunk. Detroit traded Drummond to Cleveland for Brandon Knight, John Henson. And a second round pick. This wasn't exactly the big time. <laughs> yeah. He didn't exactly, uh, there wasn't his value. And I think that's to your point. Like, do you look at the rebounding numbers and the points per game and you get very, very enamored with it? But that's just simply because he just does two things really, really, really well. And obviously on an elite team, he's never been on a real elite team either. Yeah. Exactly, but it he fills a role. I'm not like Raptors get Drummond. I'm not going to say plan the parade. I'm not going to say we can go up against Brooklyn. I think that it would clean up, allow them to clean up a lot of what they are. uh, Well, a lot of what they uh, lack right now. But then who's out there? Who knows what other bigs are out there? Yeah, exactly, and and that's that's a big thing. And I mean, once teams start to struggle a little bit more, I'm sure more and more guys will come become available. I just, I don't know that we necessarily need to make that splash, but I guess you've, you've somewhat convinced me on Drummond. I can see it. I wouldn't absolutely hate it as maybe I would have half an hour ago, but I'm just not, uh, I'm, I'm very cautious about what I'm giving. You're probably thinking about the pick and roll thing and all that. So I, I, we got to watch some footage. So you got me thinking the other way, but yeah. So folks, not the savior. <laughs> Definitely not the savior. So that's what, the Raptors need the the last thing I want to mention before we move on from the Raptors is um, I, I'm 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 really I'm really liking what I've been seeing from uh, Yuta Watanabe. Um, he was one of the guys where early on when they when they signed him, I remembered him from the G League and I saw him. I'm like, man, th- this might be. And like, look, I, by no means am I saying that he's gonna you know like really move the needle and and change games, but 
his effort out there defensively, man, I've I've been super impressed and and Stanimal. Ooh, uh, sorry to cut you off, but we do have some breaking news. According yeah. to Bill Sherman, the Blue Jays are closing in on a deal for Springer, George Springer. Okay, so l- this is this is a perfect segue. So so let's let's get onto this and and right, yeah, we got the breaking news. I, I Twitter up, and next thing you know, I saw Springer trending. So so I'm like, okay, this must be close. And oh. it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, it's very close to coming. It looks like it could be us. Okay, so b- before before we actually get on to talking about it, I, I want to preface this by saying I haven't really been paying attention to what the Jays have been doing in the offseason, just mostly because I've been I've been so focused on on the Raptors and you know kind of trying to trying to you know take a look around the league, see what's going on. So fill me in on what the what the Jays have done so far, which from what I gather isn't much. And <laughs> is is this something that really changes? the team and kind of propels them to the next level. So, so I'll just, before we get to that, I'll just say that Sherman is reporting. It's not finalized, but the optimism is strong. Uh, and yeah, I think that there, he, I mean, the need, the, even though location wise, I mean, he's from the Northeast. Uh, so like the Mets were always the favorite, but mm-hmm. there is a, I mean, without the DH spot with the Mets and like they have just a lot of uh, they just have more outfielders right now that they're probably there's a much more clear need for the Jays. So that's probably why they're ahead. But it's not done yet. It's just Sherman, Joel Sherman, who's usually pretty good at these things. He's a New York Post writer. So he's saying it looks like it's the Jays. Of multiple sources, it's close. And optimism is high. So Jays offseason, they they've been in on everybody. Um, haven't gotten much of anything done. They didn't. They ended up missing out on Lindor, which was the big one that everybody wanted, right? That's the guy I wanted because I, yeah. I love the idea of an elite shortstop because then you can move Bo to second or to third. Uh, having an elite shortstop just shores up your defense. I don't know yet if Bo Bichette is a long-term shortstop. He does make – there are some issues with his footwork and his yeah. range. and uh, He has a good arm, but there are some other th- things that he's uh, still lacking. I think it showed in that short little mini playoff series he made some pretty bad defensive plays. And then on the flip side, you saw on Tampa, uh, that was not the uh, base. So, man, why am I having a brain freeze and I'm forgetting uh, – Forgetting his name right now, the Tampa Bay Rays shortstop, who's like really, really, really good, and I cannot remember his name. I uh, apologize. Uh, that's a really stupid thing for me to like, forget. Uh, Willie, oh, Willie Adamas. What am I thinking? Yeah, he was fantastic. So, um, yep, there is a uh, clear uh, need at shortstop. So I really wanted the Lindor, and I was comfortable trading prospects for him because he was young enough. And I was even comfortable signing him to a long-term extension because he's 26 right yeah. now. So he, the word was he does want to get to free agency next year. So, but I mean, the Mets new owner, they have money. They may be able to make him an offer that prevents him from getting there. If he likes New York, uh, we'll have to see about that. Um, yeah, they were in on DJ LeMahieu. They actually offered him word was five years, seventy-eight million, 
LeMahieu stayed in New York with the Yankees for six years and 90. So they offered him a longer term. They went lower with the average annual value to keep them under the luxury tax. I guess he, I think he did. He, I guess he just wanted to be in New York. He just wanted, he may have just used Toronto as leverage. Not that he wasn't willing to come here if New York didn't work out, but yeah, I think it's clear with that deal that because you've, Five and seventy-eight. You can get that. Uh, I mean, he would be when the deal was done. He would be thirty-six, thirty-seven. So maybe he didn't. Maybe he would rather just have that extra little bit of security. He didn't think he could get a good one-year deal at that time. So I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, I shouldn't be. Maybe he just wanted to be. Maybe New York was just the place he wanted to be. So. It's the Yankees, right? There's, there's still that that cachet of, of playing for, yeah, playing for the Bronx Years of his career there, yeah. Well, I don't. It's obviously the pressure of being a Yankee doesn't bother him. He went from yeah. Colorado to New York and just broke out, so yeah. it's a fit. And I know that I know that sometimes it looks bad on teams, especially a team like the Jays who have this reputation of being Shapiro and Atkins have this reputation of being cheap, which doesn't make sense to me because they don't own the team. They work for the team. And and I know that the hardcore fans won't see the cash outlays in other areas, such as like the brand new facilities in Dunedin, but besides the point, um, there is value in even when you miss out on a player, a come runner up, and it's always always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But you develop relationships with agents, and you build clout with agents. Agents res- appreciate that because even if you're not getting the guy, you help the guy, the player, get to where he wanted to go or get that better, the deal that he wanted. So fate. It can help you in the in the long term. In the long term, and hopefully it does. But so, what would if if this the Springer deal does come to fruition? What, what would that mean for the lineup? What does that mean for the team? Like, how does how, how do you see that? Uh, like, I would see play center field. I'd put yeah. him in center field now. They do not have a good center fielder. Is he a long term center fielder? No, he is a. He'll likely end up in the corner, and then maybe he's. Uh, 31 years old right now. Yeah. So uh, usually it's rare to see a guy play center field into his mid thirties. So mm-hmm. I don't see this a uh, short term. He's their best. I'll, I'll put him in center now and move Grichik over to a corner spot with Tay Oscar or uh, Lourdes being a, so it opens up uh, the opportunity for another deal because Grichik is Grichik, Teoscar, and uh, Guriel all want to will all want to start. Uh, yeah. You have that DH slot, but realistically speaking, you're also carrying like a Rowdy Tellez and Vlad Junior on your roster. So that DH spot will likely have to be rotated and used up. It, those DH at bats are accounted for, so it could open up a trade. Uh, it could allow them to. Oh, Jeff Passan just reported four minutes ago. It's uh, they're in a Springer and uh, the Jays have agreed to a deal, so it's a done deal now. Passan's 
First time we've broken any news. We've broken news. We should have been live. Yes, yes. I guarantee my phone is just like going off. Actually, not really. Uh, Oh, just one person. So is it awesome? It, it better not be awesome. awesome. I'll, uh, yeah. See, well, look what awesome missed out on. We should have more more episodes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So he, he's your center fielder now. Is he a long-term center? You could put him in the corner later on in the future if you find that as he gets older, playing on turf, may go to the corner. But I'd put him in center field now. He definitely extends the lineup. Extends. It makes them better. He's a clear upgrade over. He's their best outfielder. Okay. Um, so, he had a 2.2 WAR in a 50, in 51 games uh, this year. So the more cheating scandal is going to be uh, the Astros cheating scandal. Obviously, is a dark cloud, but he had very good years post cheating, <laughs> so he can still. Uh, he's a very very uh, he's an upgrade for sure. I mean, ultimately, we'll see what the money ends up coming in at, um, but. Yeah, he's had some. He's uh, a good defensive outfielder. He's an all-star level player. You can guarantee that you guarantee a three to five WAR player every year. That's what you're expecting him to be. Uh, twenty nineteen, one hundred twenty two games, he hit thirty nine home runs. Uh, I don't know if the Astros were cheating that year, but yeah, he had a couple of very back to back very good years and. So he's a big upgrade. He makes the lineup deeper. Uh, he makes the outfield better. He opens. It's a win-win, assuming they didn't go crazy with the money. But he doesn't improve the starting pitching. No. So, well, he improves the starting pitching because he makes the defense better. Right. But so are, are there any options for them starting pitching-wise? I know they, they made a couple of smaller deals, which uh, I guess helps their pen. Um, any anything out there that they can do with their starting pitching? Well, their Trevor Bauer tweeted that he didn't meet with them. Uh, <laughs> he didn't meet with the Jays. He's the big guy, big yeah. guy. Um, there are some issues with him and his past comments and social media antics. Yeah. Uh, so there could be some challenge um issues there. Um. Just looking at who's still on the board. I mean, I John Lester just signed with the Nationals yesterday. Are you are you comfortable? Not a, I mean, the big one obviously is. I mean, you have guys like um, if you, Masahiro Tanaka is still available. Jake Arrieta is still out there. They're older. Um, Cole Hamels, Jake Odorizzi. I mean, Trevor Bauer is the big name guy. I mean, Jay Happ, <laughs> if you want to give, but he's not going to, again, at this point in his career, he's another back end guy. Yeah. There are name, interesting names out there. Bauer is like the one. Like, if you're going to play in that market, there, Bauer is easily the best one. So I, I don't want to interrupt you, but it's 150 over six years. Ooh, that's that's what I somebody just uh, just let me know. Um, I mean, we can fact check that, but how, does does that change how you feel about it? Twenty five a year. Um, so he is thirty one. That will take him to thirty seven. Twenty five. Average annual. I'm okay with it. 
especially as we get into the future, 25 million a year for an all-star level. What about the length though? Length is a concern. Yeah. But that being said, they got to, if the, you're competing with the team from New York. Hey, also, with the guy, you're going to have to give that extra year. Also, it's not our money. So who really gives a shit? Not our money. I mean, obviously, there's all of the world. Now we got to carry this guy. And what if he declines and you got to trade him in the future? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, I, I do believe, like, I mean, we saw, like, what Russell Martin became and Tulo near the end of their deals. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. there's a risk. So there is the risk that you may have to swallow a lot of money at the end. You see, an interesting strategy, what they could have done, and I think in a COVID environment, it's hard because you have lower revenues, is because they got so many guys still at the league minimum or under salary control, you could actually front load your free agent money. So pay them extra early. So then later on, if you need to trade them, there isn't as much money left on the deal. Yeah, yeah. Like that's always an option. Uh, flip side is, oh, time value of money, or we ain't going to be, well, actually Shapiro will be signed a five-year deal, but like, we're not going to be here when he's getting paid, so who cares? Yeah. But, um, whatever. Uh, they have to, they're going to have to, not our money, and look, you're, you're, the, you're, they're competing with, with New York. That's it. You have, so, you, you're not, if you make the same offer as a team from New York, especially if a guy is from the Northeast, from the area, he's going to New York. So, yeah. You have to do it. If, you, you, if you're really that uncomfortable, then you got to walk away. So last question, because we're, we're getting we're getting a little bit up there in time. But um, just to cl- close off the Jays, if, if we go in with this pitching staff, how are you feeling? Not very – not good on paper. Uh, I think – I mean, Chatwood could be – and may end up in the pen, actually. Yeah. Uh, I like their sign of Kirby Yates today. He's been a very good reliever today. Had a, he's a candidate for a guy. I mean, coming off, he had bone spurs removed from his elbow. So he's a bounce back candidate and could be very good. Chatwood has good velocity. Like they have velocity in the pen. So I think that those could actually. Are these the moves that you say, damn? Yeah, they're going to, it's going to put them in contention. No, but it helps. If they're going to have a bad rotation or a we light rotation. You got to have a deep pen to off balance that, and so those are good moves in that regard. Maybe thinking that hey, their rotation may be a little iffy coming into the year, but I mean Pearson could be great. Unknown. What's very interesting though is Anthony Kay and Thomas Hatch. Uh, they've been told they they were in the bullpen last year and did well in bullpen roles, but they were told you come into camp ready to start. And they've been starters in the minors. So one thing, if you look at the Cleveland, the, the Cleveland, I'm not going to call them that name anymore. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, almost. Uh, actually, K, K started off well, but then struggled. But one thing that they are this, the Shapiro and Atkins put together in. Um, Cleveland is they've turned no name guys or like starting like pitchers that weren't not premium prospect into front line start. Corey Corey Kluber was a career journeyman. Like he didn't have his first full season to lose to like twenty six or twenty seven. Mm-hmm. And look what he turned into. And he just yeah. signed with the Yankees yesterday. Actually, I think he actually would have been interesting given the pre existing relationship. 
Um, like Clevenger before they moved in. He, they, these are guys that were like not first round or like high draft picks. They acquired in many cases, some in cases in trade. Clevenger was like a fourth rounder or fifth rounder and debuted relatively older, mid twenties. Uh, they are very, very good at uh, developing. They have, they have a, they put a starting. They have a very good starting pitching developing development program in Cleveland. They have that now. It took a long time to build that uh, development program. So we're now probably starting to uh, starting to will now start to bear the fruits of that. Yeah. So I like. I think that they, uh, I mean, Bieber, another one. I'm forgetting Bieber, drafted yeah. fourth round, 2016. Zach Plesak, 12th round, 20. Oh, yeah, all these guys get drafted uh, the year that they leave. But regardless, they put those, uh, they put it in place. They, they put those development uh, processes and systems in place. So okay. I think that there's a can. There is a couple of breakout candidates. That said, that I don't want to just go into a season optimistic because a bunch of unknown guys can break out. Yeah, and, and I think what we'll, we'll probably eventually end up doing is we'll do a, a Raptors, uh, sorry, a, a Blue Jays uh, season preview at, at some point and kind of maybe do a whole show on it. Um, but I mean, let's see where it goes. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's a it's a playoff team. Uh, I, I'm, I'm liking the lineup with with Springer in there. Well, they're better this year. Like they're yeah. going to be better the next couple of years. They're uh, yeah. Just and again, even if you you move him to the corner in a year or two, his bat plays very very well for a corner yeah. fielder. So I got no concerns. They you're going to get a few good years out of him. So okay. the back end will be. So the the, the last thing that I want to end this show off with, and and our our fans have been have been dying to to know. So, on Instagram, I, I we heard that you got an air fryer. So oh. how's how's it been treating you? What's your review so far? A plus, everybody. I high I highly recommend it. Unless you're a big time cooking savant, like or you really love the the process of cooking and learning, and you're a traditionalist, you're not gonna like it because you're gonna view it as cheating. <laughs> so, but if you are not that well adept in the kitchen and that's a skill that you don't want to put the time into at least for right now and you need to make good meals quickly i highly recommend it i've made some fish steak chicken set it and forget it season put in uh comes with all the instructions preset uh shout out to kasori and um yeah uh for a guy living alone in a lockdown uh it's a uh Great asset. I've, I've had some arguments with my friends about it. Um, I, I like the the process of, of cooking. I, I like like you know going through the whole thing. I like using a pan. I like using the oven. I like kind of going from pan to oven. Um, but that said, I have one uh, when I'm lazy and I want to just do something quick. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of chicken normally. I'm more of red meat guy. But it it can it, it does a good job on chicken, man. Um, I, I do love having it. I just I hate it. great with chicken because it chicken a lot of times it and I've had bad luck with it. It always gets dry, so it always comes out tender. Yeah, it's and, and it gives you that that crispy outer outer layer. Fish, it does a really good job. I, I don't know if you've tried like the I told you about the panko 
uh, crusted. Uh, I, had, uh, yeah, I had a tilapia, and then my mom told me don't eat tilapia because it's like a bottom feeder fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All the crap of the other fish. So. I still eat it. I still eat it. It's I okay. Shit. All right. Uh, so we're we're gonna look. Uh, we're gonna get an update from you periodically on uh, on any new recipes. So you, we might even need some pictures from you. And we're thinking of putting in a, a live feed to get your, uh, your 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 recipes as they're going. Baby steps, man. We'll see. We'll see if we can get to that. All right. So so that's that's pretty much it for today. Um, anything else you wanna you wanna say before we uh, before we call it quits? No, I think we're all good. Just everybody, thanks for listening. Wear your masks and uh, hoping at one point someday uh, we'll have games in Toronto again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that day. I, I mean, even like you know, some I'm I'm just looking for some live live soccer. I, I want to be able to go to the go to BMO Field and watch TFC live. I'm I'm not sure that's going to happen this year, but um, yeah, ho- hopefully one day. But um, everybody, thanks again for joining us. Uh, it's been another uh, another good episode. Uh, some might argue that it's better without Ozum, not me. Um, but some some people might say it. But um, again. Make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Springer to Jays. <laughs> so make sure you follow us on Twitter and, uh, and Instagram. It's it's down below uh, at Boxing One Pod. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, click on the little bell to make sure you get notifications for any of our content when it comes out. Um, but as always, thanks a lot, and uh, send us your feedback uh, on Instagram or, or on YouTube even. Um, so we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you.